Welcome back to the Inside Insights Podcast. For this episode, I got to interview Chelsea Thomas. Chelsea is a gym owner and a fitness trainer here in the St. Louis area. On top of that, she is also a very influential person and has been able to build a really strong personal brand online because of it. We got to talk about a lot of different topics, such as her fitness journey, some different pieces of relationship advice, and how her faith has been a guiding force in her life. If you guys enjoy the show, please don't hesitate to show some love on social media. Her name is Chelsea Thomas. So Chelsea, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so to start us off, can you give us um, some background on where you're from and then basically what you're doing nowadays? Yeah, for sure. So I'm from a tiny farm town in Southern Illinois called Trenton, Illinois. It's just about an hour outside of St. Louis. Um, Right now, we are out in Chesterfield, Missouri. We just opened a gym out here. So long story short, through just my days of playing basketball, being into fitness and everything like that, it's kind of led us down this road. And we just opened our first gym out here the end of 2019. So we're out here full steam ahead with that. So, and, and what's the name of your gym? F45. So F stands for functional and then 45, we have 45 minute workouts. So F45 training out in Chesterfield. It's a, it's a newer franchise to the United States in the St. Louis. Okay. And I've seen, I've seen you guys on like social media and like your pages. So what, what style of, of workout is it? Because it, it doesn't look, it doesn't look like your average, like planet fitness or mm -hmm. club fitness gym. So how is your gyms different? Yeah. So F45, I've done a ton of different styles of workout. Um, and I personally think F45 is the best workout for all people, all body types, all athletic backgrounds, but especially for results and getting results quickly. Um, so like I said, 45 minute high intensity interval training workouts. We do a little bit of everything in here. You never do the same workout twice. So you come in, you get your tail kicked for 45 minutes and you're out the door. Um, three days a week, we have strength-based days. Three days a week, we have cardio-based days. One day a week on our Saturdays, it's a hybrid day. It's the only workout that's one hour long. We have a live DJ, um, but it's just a bunch of fun. And we've created such a fun atmosphere and like mm -hmm. tight-knit community here where everyone just loves each other and being around each other. And that makes everything that much better. It makes you work that much harder too. Yeah, definitely. It does seem like you guys have an awesome community going there. Yeah, um, we do. So, so like starting when I guess at the very beginning of like your fitness career, um, how did you get started or gain interest in that? Yeah. So when I was in eighth grade, going into my freshman year of high school was the first time that I ever worked out with a personal trainer because basketball was my sport and I had plans of going and playing in college and I am naturally a lean bean, <laughs> tall lean bean by nature. <laughs> and I knew that if that was going to happen, I was going to have to put on some muscle and get stronger and faster and all the things. So um, I started working out with a personal trainer my freshman year, going into my freshman year of high school, and I fell in love with fitness in general. And I, I was a gym rat. I still am a gym rat. But growing up, like all through high school even, I loved in-season and off-season training just as much as I did playing basketball. Like I felt like that was something that was very – um, a passion of mine. And it's funny because I told my parents, even all the way back then, that one day I'm going to have my own gym. And I didn't know how or when or what that was going to look like, but I knew I was going to have my own gym. And I said that 
even back then, but I was just so passionate about like the trainer that I had, he worked with me all through high school. His name's Ezra. He's amazing. And he made such an impact on me and just changing my performance, my, you know, self-confidence, belief in myself and everything. And I saw all of that hard work pay off in basketball. So I knew that like that planted the seeds in me that I wanted to be that person to do that for someone else, but to be able to do it on a huge scale and to help a ton of people. So that was really the, you know, deciding factor in the biggest moment that I would say that really pushed me into that calling. Um, and, you know, it took a few years, of course, to actually get to this place, but that's really where it all started for me. Mm -hmm. So you knew pretty early on that you wanted to, to be involved in fitness and own a gym. Yes, for sure. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know how that would look. I didn't know when it would happen or anything about anything, but I just knew that someday at some point in my life that that was something that I felt called to do really early on. So I just get to live it out a little sooner than I thought I would. Yeah. So, so I guess at like what point did you kind of realize that you wanted to go out on your own and take that leap of faith to start your own gym? Yeah. So I actually used to teach. So I used to be yeah. a teacher and coach. I coached um, CrossFit and a boot camp class in the CrossFit gym that I was at. And I fell, I mean, I fell even more in love with being on that side of coaching. Um, and then my husband and I, after we met and I moved out to Portland, Oregon, where he was living, we were out there. I left teaching behind to move out there. We had an online health and wellness business and really a gym wasn't even on our radar at the time, but we had a friend that was opening an F45 and we had no idea what that was. And we listened and we're like, okay, that actually sounds like something that we want to do. So it kind of came at an unexpected time where it wasn't necessarily something on our radar, but as soon as we saw it and what it was about, we're like, okay, that's the thing. Like we need to go full steam ahead at this thing. And it just like, we just never looked back. So it's just kind of funny. I mean, God's plans are always different than the timeline that you have for your own life. Um, but that was definitely one that I was like, okay, well, if this is it, God, like you're going to open all those doors and it's going to be now at age 25, 26 and not down the road like I thought it would be. And just everything that happened with that from doors opening certain places and how quickly we were able to open, like it was just confirmation after confirmation that this is what we're supposed to be doing. And here we are. And it's just cool to see it all come to pass really quickly. Were you ever nervous or I guess, are you still nervous? Like in the beginning phases of, of starting it up? Yeah. I mean, I, there's just, when you take a huge risk like that and you put everything on the line, like there's unknowns. Like we've never, my husband, we've never opened a gym before. We've never done anything like this. We are unique in that we are owner operated. A lot of franchises aren't necessarily owner operated, but we opened a gym to make a difference yeah. and we're in here every day. So huge learning curve to everything that we're doing. Of course, just the risks and all of that. Um, and now of course with COVID stuff going on, not anything that you think of beforehand. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just know like we're, we're very purpose driven people and we know that this is where we're supposed to be. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. And from the beginning, we have had no fear in that. And like, mm -hmm. no matter what else comes our way, like we know that this place will stand and we'll make it through any storm because we know we're called to be here. So that removed all of the fear or nervousness or anxiousness that would normally come along with it just because we're so confident in yeah. what we're called to do. Yeah. I love that. Um, so, so what, what like motivates you, I guess, day in, day out to stay 
stay after your fitness and stay after just your, your career and your business as well? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like Levi and I both, like we're strong in our faith and we believe like we are put on this earth to love people and to leave an impact here. And that's why we opened a gym. You know, we, everything that we choose to take on in our life, any business venture, it's always purpose-driven. At the end of the day, it's about loving people and making a difference in people's lives. And for me, fitness is something I've always been so passionate about. And it's always just been a natural thing for me and an easy way for me to get into people's lives and to make connections with people. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel like work because I feel like for me almost, this is like my own type of ministry, if that makes sense. Like showing up for people, encouraging people, loving on people in the way that I'm most passionate about and most knowledgeable about, like it's, it's fun. So that keeps us going because at the end of the day, we know we're here to do something so much bigger than ourselves. And we really see this gym and the future ones that we plan to open as an opportunity to get into more people's lives and to make a difference. Yeah. So you've mentioned Levi multiple times. Um, that's your husband, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So how is it working with your husband and, and being business partners with your husband? Yeah, we laugh about this often. Um, so from the time that we were together, like I said, we have both, we actually met through a health and wellness business that we were both involved with. Um, so we had both from the time we were together worked from home together. So we've never known anything other than being around each other 24 seven all the time. And I mean, of course it has its challenges. We joke and say, you know, when you're around your significant other all the time and you own businesses together, you have more times to quote unquote mess things up because, or get on each other's nerves or whatever, because you're with each other all the time. But honestly, it's a huge blessing. And he is an incredible man. And he, he is like the how behind everything that we do. And he is so purpose-driven and I'm more, um, go run and figure it out as you go. And he's definitely like the sound mind and the pace setter when it comes to things. So we're a very good team. Um, but it's, it's a huge blessing just getting to work with him. And of course we have Macy, our daughter, who's almost two and she just gets to be around us and everything that we do all day. So, I mean, ultimately it's, it has its challenges, but it's definitely a huge blessing. Any pieces of advice for someone else who wanted to jump into business with, I guess, their life partner as well? Yeah. Well, one, do it. I mean, there's, it's not comfortable by any means just being around that person all the time and all the challenges you have to overcome together. But like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Like we've taken some hits together in the, the three years that we've been together but it's just such a huge blessing and to see how God, you know, works, not just in business, but in your marriage and your relationships together, like it's worth it. Um, you know, communicating, we've had to grow a lot in that and just how we talk to each other. Um, the biggest one I would say, especially for most people out there who are going to do anything like that is just finding time to unplug. Like we're naturally workhorses by nature and we'll go, go, go. And we don't always take time for ourselves. And I feel like, especially if you're in business with your significant other, like that needs to be that in your marriage needs to be top priority. And you have to be willing to burn anything down, anything business related. If you can't, you know, if it's going to get in the way of your marriage or what you have, but it's mm -hmm. a blessing for sure. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I, I feel like I see you guys on social media and, and social media is what it is. Like a lot of people have they can put on an image pretty easily, but I feel like you guys have a very authentic relationship. Mm -hmm. 
um, what would be like, are there any like big keys to maintaining a healthy relationship outside of the business factor? Yeah. The one thing, and we are not perfect by any means. <laughs> we have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest thing in Levi, I always say in, in our relationship, in any relationship, honestly, is just being willing to die to self, we say. So just dying to your own wants, your own needs, mm -hmm. and just truly sacrificially loving the other person and letting go of your agenda, letting go of your pride and all of the fluff and all of the stuff that you see on social media and just, you know, being willing to do that. And like I said, we're far from perfect, but that's something that was taught to us and said to us by our pastors in Portland and our, you know, spiritual mentors there. Um, and we've really held on to that. And that's kind of our, at the end of the day, that's our motive in the way that we want to love each other. So has so you've talking talking about your faith multiple times has that been a big factor in your business i guess as well as your relationship mhm mm yeah our i mean our faith is the center for everything that we do like we will not pursue anything in life if it's not centered around that entirely mm -hmm. um so with anything that we take on just in our relationships that's number 1 and that's something that we will never, we will never let any amount of worldly success or opportunity or whatever stand in the way of that. And we know that if we keep that as our number one, like everything else is going to work out and we're going to have success and favor in everything that we do as a result. So was there one point in your life where I guess you, you kind of had an awakening or you kind of really gained that faith or is that something that you've always had and it's just kind of built up over time? I would say a little bit of both. Um, so I grew up going to church, my whole family's Christians, like I never knew anything different growing up, but really through the toughest times in my life and really the most, even over the last like five plus years, I would say, is when I actually truly grew in my relationship with Jesus and like felt you know, my, just everything about my spiritual life going to a different level. And it's taken so many setbacks and heartbreaks. And like, even just over a year ago, we lost our primary business that we had spent years building that was just cut out from underneath us. Um, that was a huge one. I, I moved across the country for Levi with no one went to Oregon. I literally packed my bags and within one month of meeting him said, I'm going, took that leap of faith to go out there. Didn't know anyone. Like my faith grew leaps and bounds in that having a baby, we moved back across the country, opening our business, like all of these, you know, getting shut down even with coronavirus, every um, major life event like that that's happened has just shaped me and molded me in that. And uh, I think the biggest leaps of faith that I've taken and the biggest times of uncertainty and heartbreak and just devastation and all of that, like that's what's forced me to grow the most. And those are the times when I can see that, you know, God's there and he's got his hand on everything and he's working everything together for our good. So yeah, it's been cool to watch everything unfold. Yeah. I consider myself someone who's, who, who takes faith very seriously. And I guess my question to you is why, why do you think more people don't have that faith centered approach? Yeah. Um, well, if I'm being totally honest, I think a lot of people view things when people think about, 
being a Christian or going to church, all these things, a lot of people have this conception that, or misconception that you have to do certain things to earn God's love, or you have to give a certain amount or show up to church on every Sunday or so-and-so did this, or, you know, even there's people who say they're Christians and they're doing wrong things all the time. And it kind of gives the Christian term, if you will, a bad rap. Um, And a lot of people sometimes even in church can go there and feel judged or have a bad experience and it makes them want to turn away. And at the end of the day, it's just having a relationship with Jesus and knowing like he died for our sins so we can spend eternity in heaven one day. And all he wants is for us to have a relationship with him. And he doesn't necessarily care about all the X's and O's and there's no checklist that he has for you to do or no standard of righteousness that you need to be at. It's just like accepting his love and his grace. And I feel like if more people really understood that it's that freely given and that it's that easy of a heart decision just to follow him and that, you know, there's no pressure in any of it. A lot more people would turn and do that and just forget what the world says about everything. I, I agree 1000%. I, I wish that that like mentality was encouraged more, but I feel like it isn't growing up. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's almost like forced upon kids growing up to where they have a negative stigma of it. Yep, I would agree 100%. Um, so one thing I've realized over the years is that my faith is something that has to continually be, it's like a muscle. I have to continually work at it to keep it active. Um, mm-hmm. Would you agree with that for one? And if so, why? Or, or are there any things that you do in particular to keep your faith strong? Yeah, I 100% agree for sure. Um, I also believe there's a misconception that Yes, God is almighty and he's in control and he can make anything happen at any time, but he's also waiting for us. Like we can't expect him to move leaps and bounds if we're not willing to take a baby step. And that's why it's called faith and like stepping out in faith and doing the things, whatever it is, it requires you to get uncomfortable and do something and trust that he's going to meet you there. So, you know, obviously reading devotionals is great. Watching sermons, going to church, all that stuff's awesome. But actively, like you said, flexing your muscles, stretching your faith, testing your faith, stepping out and doing those things and trusting that God's going to meet you there, I think is the best way that someone can practice those things. Like you have a burning desire in your heart to do something, praying about it. You're going to like feeling the nudge of, yes, I need to do this or no, that's not the right move. Like he'll give that discernment. But if you have the nudge going and doing it and like actively finding ways to step out in faith and to do hard things and just watch God show up and the leaps of faith that I've taken in my life, starting with like small steps of things. It's like, it just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. Just like your muscles, you're going to get stronger. You take one little baby step out in faith. He's going to meet you there. Well, then that's going to make you want to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing because you, because you know, he's not going to let you fail. So I agree with you hundred percent. And I think that's the best way to put it into action and to make things happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm a big believer in just taking action and in that the answers will kind of reveal themselves as they come, whether that's with your faith in your personal life or your business and career or anything. Yes. Amen to that. (laughs) Um, So I kind of want to move on to uh, the social media side, because I know (laughs) you're a big influence on social media and you've been able to kind of build this personal brand over time. Mm -hmm. Um, what were some of the keys, I guess, to you 
to, to building this, this social media personal brand? Yeah, I think for me, um, well, one being authentic and being real, that's, that's always going to take anyone the farthest in anything you do. And I think that's one thing that I kind of had going for me from the start. Um, I mean, the thing that I usually tell people if they're wanting to build a presence on social media is to find three things that are like your wheelhouse or that you're super passionate about and share a lot of those things. So for me, that's faith, fitness, and family. Those have always been my three. And I did this before I even knew that I was doing it. And I think that's what helped me build my brand, um, but sharing about those things. So if you go to my Instagram page, you're going to know pretty quickly what I'm about. I post about faith, I post about fitness, and I post about my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've always been an open book about things. And I've shared my struggles. I've shared every bit of pain that I've walked through. I've shared every trouble. I mean, every triumph even on the other side of it. And I just truly believe with social media, there's so many people out there that are trying to look like they have it all together and, you know, make it seem like it's a highlight reel. But in my opinion, your mess is your message. And that's what's going to allow you to reach the masses and get through to the people that need to hear what you have to say because you're real and relatable. So those two things for sure, I feel like, you know, make the biggest difference and can get through to the most people. Yeah, for sure. Do you, like as a whole, do you think um, social media is good or bad for society? I go back and forth on this one. I think good if it's used for the right reasons. Like I believe everyone has a voice and everyone should use your voice. And like social media is such a cool way to connect people from all over. I mean, you could reach someone in a totally different country with your message as a result of it. And I just think it's a super powerful tool and way for sharing all of the right things. Mm -hmm. And, um, I love it for that reason. And I just feel like if, if more people took it seriously and looked at themselves as like, if it doesn't matter how many followers you have showing up for the amount that you have is what matters. And that's your audience. And you're called to make a difference to those people. And if everyone would take it that seriously and show up for however many hundred or thousands or however many people it is, and just look at it like, this is my audience and I'm here to make a lasting impact on their life with the value that I add. I feel like social media would be a totally different place detached from likes and comments and all the stuff that people get caught up on that at the end of the day, doesn't matter. Yeah. There's a lot of garbage that people can get caught up in on it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like you said, I think it's just how people use it and what, what messages they're trying to convey through it. Um, So I'm going to wrap it up with two final questions that I ask all my my guests. Um, Mm -hmm. So the first one is if you could sit down and have lunch with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? This one's tough. Cause I, I technically have two. Okay. I have one dead, one alive. Okay. Dead one for sure would be Jesus. If I could have just like five minutes of his time, I feel like <laughs> there's so many people that probably say that, but it's true. Alive would be Tim Tebow. I am, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big Tim Tebow fan. I've been a big Tim Tebow fan for a long time, but I would, I would kill to, have lunch with him or have a conversation with him. So yeah, he's a big, maybe if you get him on here, tell him that I said that (laughs) and then we can make it happen. Hey, we're dreaming big over here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, uh, in college I did, I think the night for shine is like his foundation. Yeah, Yeah. I did that in college and that was a really cool experience getting to work with like special education people and, and put on a prom for him. 
Yeah, that's I cool. I love his message. I know. I do too. He's the best. <laughs> okay, so so last question. If you could go back in time and give a younger version of yourself a piece of advice, what would it be? It would be to pursue and go after full steam ahead every single burning dream and desire in your heart and to do it unapologetically. And I had plenty of twists and turns in my path to getting where I am. And I truly feel like I'm walking in my calling right now, but I had a lot of twists and turns because I listened to the world and people's expectations of me and the parts that I shouldn't have listened to. Like there's burning desires in your heart for a reason. And those nudges that you feel in your gut pulling you one direction, they're there for a reason. And when you have those, you take the leaps of faith, you go after it, like you just chase them down full steam ahead and trust that the rest of it is going to work out and that God put every single thing inside of you to do and to accomplish what he has out there for you and just to never doubt that and to go after those things. So if I could tell my younger self that, I would tell her that because it would have saved her a lot of trouble and a lot of heartache but I wouldn't trade it. So that's my number one piece of advice for any young kids, anyone, anywhere. I mean, really at any phase of life is just to go after those things and to trust that it's going to work out. So how do you differentiate between like a dumb idea and like a calling or something that's really tugging at you to, to take that leap of faith? Yeah. The way, I, the simplest way that I can put any of it with any ideas that I've had, anything that I wanted to do, if it's sent by God, it's going to come with peace. It's going to come with validation. You're going to have a sense of knowing mm -hmm. in your gut, in your spirit, however you want to look at it, you're going to have that peace and discernment. And if it's not sent by God, it's going to come with confusion. It's going to come with a whole lot of other things that are not of him. And it's going to make you question things. And there's a difference between, you know, roadblocks don't mean that it's not your calling or that's not God's will because it's not going to be an easy path. But when you're on that path, it's easier to discern what's from him and what's not from him because of the way that you feel, the hope, the peace, the everything else as you're moving forward. So that's kind of been my guide in everything that we do is just truly trusting gut feelings and everything that comes along with making those moves. But like you said, too, take action. You have to make the first step and step out in faith and you're going to get the rest as a result of it. Work that muscle. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So if people wanted to connect with you, like on social media or just follow you, where can they find you at? You can find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Thomas. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. I do have a Facebook page, Chelsea Thomas, but I primarily use Instagram for the most part. So awesome. Well, I enjoyed uh, interviewing you, Chelsea. This was a fun one. I, uh, yeah. I Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Definitely.